time, Detroit. It's time, Detroit. It's time. It's playoff time, Detroit. Let's go to work. Piston fans from around the great state of Michigan and those of you listening around the world, get up on your feet or find a seat. It's time to meet and greet the ballers who represent the Buff Sound Podcast. First up, the man out of the top Michigan University, the current Michigan Wolverine. Is the world ready to see Mr. Valley Heinemann? By his side is me, another Wolverine, the one and only. Didn't you know? I got the face for radio, Amit Sungvi. It's podcast time, Detroit. Let's talk some basketball. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Welcome to this episode of the Buff Sound Podcast. We are so happy to have you here. Uh, we also today have a special guest. So, Connie, why don't you say hello to everyone and tell everyone a little about yourself. Uh, how's it going? Funny, a uh, longtime Pistons fan over a decade. Um, again, just like Valley, got in at the absolute worst time, right around 2011. But goddamn, has this team stuck with me, man? Uh, I've been through the bad times. I've been fooled a couple times about a brighter future, but I think I've grown, and I think this is it. We're heading in the right tra- trajectory now, and I'm I'm excited to talk about it, and I'm excited to be here for it. Absolutely. And shout out to all my Tigers listeners. Uh, we just heard the news that the Tigers fired their general manager, Al Avila. So let's see if there's a brighter future for the Tigers ahead. But for today's episode, we are going to do a season review uh, for each player on the last year's squad. Uh, we're going to exclude most players that are not returning, um, but we will touch on some of them. Um, so you'll hear about Frank Jackson and Luca Garza uh, specifically and a few more. But Connie, you start with a C, Valley starts with a V. So, Connie, we're going to have you go first. Who's the first guy you want to review from last season? And we're going to talk about how you felt they did last season and how you feel they progressed from last season to present day. Shoot. All right. First guy I want to talk about is a guy that I believe I am unreasonably high on. (laughs) And uh, it's mainly mainly because of a small sample size, but this is a guy – that gives you everything that you want in a modern day wing, especially a modern day wing with creators like that we have on this team. And that guy is Isaiah Livers. You know, as a Michigan guy myself, I was always rooting for him. But Livers, small sample size, not a whole lot of minutes. But when he shot, that shot went in. He was 45% from the field, over 40% from three. And I felt that every time he put it up, it went in. Now, Early on in the season, he straight up just was not <laughs> games. You know, it takes a little bit to crack that Casey rotation. I know we, we all know that. Um, didn't play until December. Didn't play meaningful minutes until February. Um, didn't play starting minutes until April. 
Um, but this is one of my favorite guys uh, throughout summer league. He's got this this fire on the defensive end, and again, just an absolute flamethrower from deep. And I think it's the perfect prototypical forward that we want for this team. How do you guys feel about Livers? I I I think that's pretty spot on. I think I think I mean now we have Alec Burks, but I know I was doing I was looking at some numbers for my guy, and the highest three point percentage was uh Rodney Magruder at thirty nine point seven, which would make Livers our only guy forty or above. And I think it's such a valuable asset to have. Especially when we have, you know, next year with Kate and Ivy, just so much, so much attention going to them. I think that three point shooting is so promising. I'm really looking forward to to seeing that role he plays next season. I'm not ruling out him starting honestly next season, um, and just picking up the other teams like best wing and I and just knocking down threes. And I I think he's got a perfect role already. Like, it's there for him. I think he's gonna have a nice role. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed watching Livers last year. He battled through some injuries through summer league last year and through the early part yeah, and most yeah. part of the season. And when he arrived, he arrived, you know, and there would be an off game. He wouldn't be hitting every shot, but you weren't really concerned about it. You knew that his shots were eventually going to fall. It's just, you know, the ball wasn't bouncing his way that night and he bounced back the night after. And, you know, we've talked about before how, you know, even in summer league this year, how his defensive leadership has been, key and leading some of the young guys and you know he may only be you know second year guy but he doesn't have that many games under his belt but I feel like he can be a real defensive leader on the floor for this team moving forward yeah uh, he, he seems so NBA ready to me and I love that I love that chase down he had in the summer league that was fantastic absolutely absolutely and you know again like Connie said uh, we're all Michigan fans here and Michigan students so livers being from U of M doesn't hurt yeah we so <laughs> Uh, let's keep the defensive mindset going, Valley. Let's talk about your favorite player on this squad. Favorite player. All right. So I'll get right <laughs> back to Cade then. Let me go to Killian. All uh, right. As your biggest Killian Hayes fan, you know. Sorry not to, sorry <laughs> not to, be, wearing, sorry not to be wearing the jersey today. Um, <laughs> but, man, uh, I think he had a super exciting finish to the season. Um First half of the season, I was like, what the hell, man? How did you not get better? I remember going to opening day, seeing this guy drop zero points, and we lost. And I was devastated. Um, but a really promising finish of the season. Um, shooting split's still terrible. But I do look for those to increase significantly next season. If he can get that three ball up to, like, 33, 34, 35, that'd be a really nice jump. That's really the most important thing for him. I feel like it's just putting the ball in the basket, you know, like defensively, yeah, you can tune up a few things, but like he's there defensively. He's a defensive presence. You know, he's a great playmaker. We've seen the beautiful dimes, but really just look out for him to increase that shooting percentage and like just overall offensive efficiency. Everything's got to go up on the offensive end. I think we will see that this season. I don't know how you guys see it, but I see uh, that sixth man role that he came off the bench in second half of the season I think that really just suited him and I think he's just going to take it and honestly he's just like a guard that is such a unique skill set I just think it's a perfect position for him yeah so 35 that's a, a high number that's a high number I, I don't expect that I don't expect that. yeah with this squad you know he was picked seventh uh high hope for him always you know there's some people that had him mocked higher than and Kevin O'Connor from the ringer really loved uh, some had him going like taking his lumps. Uh, some had him at home, yeah. Where do you see him with this team with our guard rotation? You see him as a six man, see him playing 
with Corey Joseph? You see Corey Joseph playing at all? Like, wh- where do you see like minutes coming for for Killian Hayes? I mean, you got get an opinion on this? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I right now I see him as the sixth man. Um, I, I, with the team that I mean, I know a lot of us want to see the young guys play. We're all for that. We want to. I mean, me uh, specifically, I want us to tank one more year. I think there's no need to rush this rebuild. And I've been thinking that a lot of a lot of this team is, or, or I mean, everyone knows the core is the young guys. So I want to see them play. So I think Killian leading the second unit is not a terrible idea at all. It's his third year in the league. And, you know, in the one game we saw from him in summer league, he just looked so comfortable. He looked like a third year guy to me. Um, you know, just the reads just seemed so easy to him. We all wanted to see him take a bunch of shots, but I, I mean, we saw Saban do that and it was just atrocious. So yeah. I didn't want to see Killian do that. And uh, I'm really happy with the way he handled summer league. And I'm really happy if he's going to be leading our bench brigade. I don't know where the minutes for Corey Joseph is going to come. Um, I'm sure Dwayne Casey will find minutes for Corey Joseph because Dwayne Casey loves Corey Joseph. I'm not sure where those minutes are going to come from, but I'm sure we'll see him. I don't know if I want to see them together. I, I don't think it would be bad because I think Joseph was like 50% from the corner at one point very, this year. Very like sneakily solid shooter, Corey Joseph. Yeah, exactly. We all want to hate on him, but <laughs> I mean, it's easy to hate on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's for sure impressive. So if Killian can penetrate and create as much attention as we think he can and does kick out to Corey Joseph 50% of the time, that's a pretty lethal combination, especially if you got, maybe livers in the other corner, which is cool. And then you got Duran as a lob threat. I mean, I think that would be a really nice um, bench unit. But Valley, what do you think? Where do you see Killian on this team? I see him coming off the bench, but best case scenario, I see him finishing games, you know, because he's 6'5". Absolutely, yeah. Obviously, he's obviously, you know, skilled defensively and he's quite strong. So he can match up with some bigger guards and maybe even some smaller wings. So I can see him finishing games no problem, especially with Cade, you know, being six, 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 seven. Ivy's not shabby himself, you know. Yeah. I think I think his perfect role is 20, 25 minutes a game and finishing the game. I think that's the most important thing for him. Just one Agreed. last note. Uh, I don't know about finishing, but I'm very excited for that three guard lineup. Oh and yeah. I mean you he loves a three guard lineup. Have you played it with that, Joseph? You have size, athleticism there. I'm excited for that. Yeah, and that too. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to touch on with Killian, you know, I've been following a lot of his like, you know, his summer workouts. And he recently met with um a sports scientist like who works who just to try to clear like an athlete's mind as well. He's also a chiropractor, by the way. Um, <laughs> he said, You'll be surprised what an athlete could achieve when he believes in himself and the process. And with that came a few just a few pictures of Killian in. I'm just, I'm just, I'm really excited because honestly, this guy's the limit for this kid. He could also come out average six, two, and three, shoot 30% from the field. I'm not saying that's impossible. I really hope it doesn't happen. I'm rooting for him. Uh, I think he could have a nice season off the bench. Me too. I'm rooting for him. Um, and, you know, it, it's really, the NBA is not easy. I mean, I know the seventh pick, like Connie said, you have high expectations. But if you can get a sixth man out of a seventh pick who's defensively versatile and hold his own against pretty much anybody and it's a lethal passer, I'm not – I don't mind. I mean, 
Tyus Jones got how much money for the Grizzlies as a backup point guard? Like, it just proves that backup point guards are important. So, uh, let's move on to the next guy. Uh, Connie, you were talking about how hard it is to break a rotation in Dwayne Casey's rotation. Let's move on to Hamadou Diallo. (laughs) Hamadou Diallo. Breaking rotations. This guy got a break of luck in terms of breaking rotations, and that break of luck was about ninety percent of the roster disappearing <laughs> during the winter time. Um, my when I think of Hamadou Diallo, I think of that there was like a four game stretch, three game stretch where he was playing huge minutes and he was putting up these monster numbers. He was playing high energy, and that's my main thing with Hamadou Diallo. He's not going to see thirty minutes a game. He might not see 20 minutes a game, but when they, when he's out there, um, he's not a spectacular shooter, crazy handle, but what he is, is a monster athlete and a guy that can come with energy, mm-hmm. big dunks, backcourt steals, you know, playing the passing lanes. That's what I'm looking for, for him to be out. That's what, that's where he really excelled. You know, he didn't have any crazy efficient games. You know, I'm, I don't have, uh, visions of him as an all-star or starter, but he could be a rotation. He was a ro- he was a solid rotation player for this team. Uh, in those games where he was able to start, he did put up fourteen and seven, big rebounds. Um, yeah, that's what I got for Hami. What do you guys? How do you guys feel about Hami? I just wanted to touch that. It was it was also a weird season for him. I don't know if you remember at the start he wasn't in the rotation, and then he seemed to have a bit of a falling out. I think it was in Cleveland where Troy Weaver actually came down and they went to the locker room towards the end of the game and they had a talk because I think he refused to come in, Diallo. But that ended up working for him, obviously. That gave him a bit of a chance. And I think he's a guy you just – he's got to see at least, like, 10, 15 minutes just because, like, just so athletic, gives you that energy. And then somebody's got to have a po- – like, some of these posters. We've got Hammy, we've got Mr. Ivy, and Duran. Kate's capable of poster. I just want to see some posters this year, you know? Some buzz around the city, get us some attention. Should happen, and, and Hemi will do exactly that. I really like Hemi. Good guy off the bench. Good energy. I think every team would love to have like you know a guy like Hamadou Diallo. Honestly, yeah. I mean, he's such an explosive leaper. I mean, he's he's literally an energizer bunny. He jumps like a bunny. He plays with like a bunch of energy. I love when he comes into the game. The pace always quickens. Um, you know, the weird thing I liked. I was texting Valley about this. I'm confused why he doesn't drive and dunk more often. Like, it just confuses me. Like, when he drives and leaps, like, he's, like, way above everybody else, and then he just tries to finesse some finger roll. It goes in, but just dunk the ball, dude. You're already above the rim. Uh, But I'm really happy for Diallo that he's back. Um, I'm really happy to have him back. He's another bigger guy. I mean, we gave up nothing. We gave up, what, V and a second for Diallo, which is basically nothing. Everyone remembers that game. That Sadiq hit the game winner in the corner against the Spurs. Tommy had 34 points that game. And that ridiculous overtime dunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, too. that too. The one that sticks out to me is like, well, I don't remember who we were playing, but he got the steal and no one paid attention to him. He was just dribbling it on the baseline and just drove in for a dunk. Nobody oh, that was, um, that was the smart <laughs> white side, wasn't it? I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. He steals it, and it was like, what's going on here? And then he's done. Yeah, it was like, wait, is the foul call? What's going on here? Yeah. Uh, but that was great. On, on Hami, I think with his, like, lack of at least outside shooting, I thought he had a little bit of a mid-range game going mm-hmm. through the season. Yeah, agreed. Off the dribble, off the dribble yeah. a decent mid-range. Yeah. The team last year, 
severe lack of shooting, severe lack of spacing. And for a slasher like that, it, hurts, yeah. it does negatively impact your game. I think we've put a little more shooting on this team or at least improved shooting internally. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can do with a little more space out there on the floor. Yeah, and also, I think he only just turned 23 or 24, like, fits the timeline by all means, you know? Yeah, no question. And, you know, I know there's not a lot of shooting in a lineup with Ivy, Duran, and Diallo, but I, I just want them all to be out there just so that we can see something cool. I mean, something cool has to happen. Yeah, it'll be bound to happen. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's go from one athletic guy to the other. Connie, give us your breakdown on Marvin Bagley. Bagman. Marvin Bagley is an astonishing play finisher. That's what he was last season. If you look at the numbers um, from last season, when he did not take a dribble, man was over 60%. Once he puts that dribble down, once he puts two dribbles down, once he puts three dribbles down, that efficiency falls off a cliff. (laughs) I had some illusions of him as a jump shooter. Do not have those anymore. Wow, okay. No, I'm sorry. He doesn't, he can't shoot threes. He hasn't shot threes. I he agree. Yeah. He can't shoot threes. What he can do and what he does very well is attack the rim, attack offensive rebounds, and I loved how he worked with Cade. I thought him and Cade had a great rapport. That was the best Bagley had, I think, ever played in his career. His two-point percentage was 10% clear of anything he ever did on Sacramento. Small sample size, I know, but he's a guy that with a good point guard, a good creator like Cade, he went to work. I, I loved his energy, and when he played within the role, he was he was a he was a thirteen million dollar man. I can see why I know why pissed. I can see why they gave him the contract. Um, yeah, and there's nothing like a distressed asset from the Sacramento Kings. Uh, <laughs> always work. Believe in, like a guy who failed on the Kings. Put me on the Kings, let me fail. I'll turn into an NBA prospect in no Hell time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've seen a few people be a bit upset about his contract. I don't understand that at all. I think it's a really good deal. It was three or thirty-seven in the end. In like in today's NBA, like I'm I'm really not upset about that. And I think he just elevated when he arrived. He elevated Cade's game to another level. Just having that vertical lob threat, it opened things up so much for Cade. Um, you know, Stu's obviously I like Stu, great defensive guy, but he's not that vertical threat. Um. And you just, like, they connected instantly on so many lobs, a lot of highlights. And I think um, that's something we can look for. He looked good in those Miami Pro-Am runs. Obviously not easy to tell that, but I hope that jump shot can just – I'm not relying on it either, but I hope that jumper can come down just like, – it can, like, it can just start falling a little bit. I, I'm really looking for that. Um, but does he need it? No. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if he can't shoot where he fits, you know, because we have – Stu, Duran, Kelly can obviously shoot it. We got a lot of bigs right now, Nerlens Noel. So I'm wondering where he fits, especially if he's not shooting that jumper. Hopefully he's not standing in the corner. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately that may be his, you know, his special spot because I think I I heard somewhere that he shot like 41% from the corner a few years ago. So it's not totally out of the question that Mm -hmm. that stroke could return. But, you know, obviously we can't read into the pro-am, but – he, he did have a couple off-the-dribble threes, and it, and it didn't look as choppy as it did. So hopefully so he can carry that. 
Yeah, I mean they're NBA it's players. They're ridiculously talented. They can they it can do that in the count. summer, but <laughs> it doesn't count. But hey, that's what the off season for, right? We get we get hope. Yeah. So I hope Bagley can bring something. And like you guys said, that vertical lob threat opened up Cade's game tremendously. Um, but let's talk about another guy who has really good chemistry with Cade that you brought up, Valley. Let's talk about Isaiah Stewart. Who are my guys? Yeah, Stewart was Connie. Oh, it's one Connie um, guys. All right. You want to good with it, or do you want to roll with uh, someone else? Well, let's, let's talk Stu, and then I think we so should we all, we all got notes on him. I think Kyle, we should touch um, Kade Had a jump in minutes, slight decrease in efficiency. You know, um, a lot of us were a little – I think this last year was a developmental year for him. We could see it very clearly. Um, we saw a little bit of jump shooting last season. It was very clear that Casey did not want him developing as a jump shooter this last season. What he was in for was that it was mainly, I thought, about setting those screens and clearing that runway for the guard. Mm-hmm. I thought he got very good at those, like, yeah. steal-out screens where the lane gets wide open and your boy just gets a layup out of it. I thought he was great at that. Um, just like last season, impeccable timing on blocks. He's got those go-go gadget arms. He doesn't have the highest vert, but he's right there every time, and they're strong. You know, uh, there was a play, Jalen Brown. Yeah, in the lane, full court, cock back hammer. Stu goes up with one hand and just like stifles it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the comparisons to Ben Wallace were they were a bit rushed. They're tough. They're tough. Yeah. Ben Wallace, four time defensive player of the year, but um, I was excited for him. And then down the stretch of last season, now I said most of it was about send those screens rolling hard um, down the stretch. He did start shooting a little bit of those three yeah. pointers in April, you know, those garbage time minutes, uh, those garbage games, but he was, um, he was shooting some threes and he was making some threes. And then this past mm-hmm. summer league, he was making more threes, but yeah. um, he is a guy who I think has now established himself in the rotation. Um, he's not fighting for those spots anymore. But um, I'd like to see if it's as a center or a power forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a, I think that's the thing for Stu. It's finding out where we're playing him next season. Um, I think very promising signs from deep. I see him starting at the four, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably our most viable option. I think we'll at least start with it. But good to see him, you know, grow with those three pointers and slowly develop it. Um. Yeah, I'm excited for him. Fantastic defender. He can switch on to any guard. And I, yeah. I know people always say I'm crazy when I uh, I say that. But, like, this guy, I swear, has he switched on to, like, Chris Paul, forced stops, and then he'll go switch on to a big man right after, you know. Like, I think he's the key to our defense with his flexibility and switching. But what are you going to say, Connor? I thought he was best switching three to five. I thought a couple times on guards, uh, especially shooting guards, he would – or not – two guards but guards that can shoot uh he drops back a little hard to defend that drive and i thought a lot of times people were getting jump shots over him yeah yeah i, I don't know if that's a matter of uh learning or if that's just the foot speed to see, you need that space to stay with him but i thought three to five switching was really good and then one and ones and twos was a little iffy but i think he was better than most centers at it without a yeah doubt. yeah without a doubt yeah, and, you know, we saw – it was one game in Cleveland. I mean, they put Garland on Stu how many times? And Stu held his own for most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm a believer in the three-point shot. And, you know, like Connie talked about, I, I love how he clears the runway for guard. 
Uh, hopefully Killian can start to take advantage of that and actually get some easy buckets, maybe with his right hand, if I'm, you know, want to ask for a lot. Um, but if Ivy can get those clear lanes, I mean, he can take off and just throw down from pretty much anywhere. So that will be really fun to see. Um, so we had Connie go twice in a row because I screwed up, but it's fine. Valley, let's have you go twice in a row. Let's talk about two guys that you like a lot in Rodney Magruder and Frank Jackson. Um, should I go Cade and Sadiq Bay? I feel like we skipped over. All right. I mean, I was going to come back to him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's finish with that. There are, there are two guys. There uh, are two main guys. Yeah. yeah. Rodney Magruder. I like Rodney Magruder. I think it was only a week ago or maybe a few days ago. We brought him back. And as before mentioned, 39.7 from deep. It's a very good percentage. Like he's a good three point shooter. Um, the thing is, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He's okay. He'll, he'll fill up a spot on the end of the bench. He's nothing. He's nothing crazy. I'm glad we brought him back. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna be like here talking all day. Super excited we got Magruder back <laughs> for a year on a vet minimums deal. But... He's a good guy. Hey, a good guy. Another day he proves Clay Thompson wrong. He's still in the league. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like him. Good shooter. I hope we can see the four a little bit next season. You know, make some threes. Always rooting for him. Yeah, without a doubt. And if he starts to struggle, we'll just trade him to Denver and then veto the trade, and it'll be fine. He'll be yeah. right back to where we want to wake him up last time, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what do you got on Frank, ja- Frank Jackson Valley? Not much, other than I'm just kind of surprised the team hasn't taken a chance on him. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like he's a pretty good player, and he can provide something. I think there was a, a period of time last season. Um, I think it was that Cleveland game again where we were talking about Stu switching on Garland. We started that game down 15-0. I remember I was there. And then in came Frank, and he gave us a good, like, seven, eight in a row, a couple of and ones. He can hit ridiculous threes off off just moving. He actually averaged 10.6 a game last year. That's a career most. Only his fourth year. And I thought he was pretty good in uh, in New Orleans, a pretty good shooter. Um, I'm Yeah, I mean, he only ended up shooting 31% from deep. But I hope he can get a spot. I really like Frank. He was a, a good guy, you know, a really nice guy. Good vibe. Yeah. Um, I hope he can just get a spot somewhere. Hopefully, yeah. Um, he was dealing with a back injury too. Injury. He, yeah. could stay, he could never stay on the court. Was his problem consistent? Is a, a guy who is kind of sneaky, athletic himself. You know, <laughs> that's for sure. Get up there, but that, yeah. you know those back injuries—they can really mess with your movement and your yeah. jumper and all and all that stuff. So I'd like to see him get a shot. I don't think it's going to be with the Pistons, but. Uh, I could see, like, the, I don't know, Lakers are always desperate or something Lakers. like that. Yeah, they always take Ellington, you know. Reggie Bullock, they can always take our recycled shooting guards anyway. Yeah, Avery Bradley, Wayne Ellington, you know, all of them. The list goes on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See my highlight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, let's talk about another guy who kind of had an injury-plagued season, uh, couldn't really get his feet underneath him, but when he was playing, he was a pretty good difference maker. Connie, talk to us about Kelly Olynyk. Kelly Olynyk, I mean, what is there to say about Kelly Olynyk? The man is solid as a rock. Um, <laughs> early on in the season, you know, when Cade was also getting his feet underneath him, there were a good couple games where Kelly was the best player on the court for us. I, I, yeah. I agree, yeah. I don't know what that if that says more about Kelly Olynyk or the state of the Pistons roster at the time, <laughs> but he can play. He can shoot threes. You know, he was a point guard in high school. He can he can play basketball. He's a hooper. Uh, um, I'm not counting on much from him this upcoming season, 
other than to just keep doing what he's been doing for his what 10 year yeah. 9-10 year NBA career at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um he's a sieve defensively. Um doesn't really stop much at the rim, but <laughs> he's another one of those guys that he could play the four for us. I, I think he will play the four. Open it up for the other bigs on this roster to get some minutes. Um, yeah, I, I like Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the 10, 11 yeah. year career, whatever it is now. He's been on good teams. Like he was drafted yeah. a decent Boston team. Obviously, that wasn't the greatest Miami team, but they were still competitive. Mm-hmm. And always played a role in all these scenes. It's not like he's right on the bench. He's always been a good shooter. Um, he just got married the other day. He wore a snapback. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, I did. Congratulations <laughs> to Kelly. But yeah. I, I look forward to just bring a solid bit of shooting. Um, I think the option will be there. Because I think it's a team option anyway for his last year after this one. Wouldn't be surprised if that's a guy we move with the deadline. Um, but he's a skill set. He has a skill set that our other bigs don't really have. You know, Stu can shoot it, but. Like like Connie said, Kelly was a point guard in high school until he had that massive growth spurt. So I think he's yeah. something that we don't have from anybody else, really. And I always like to bring up about Kelly uh, when he kicked Washington out of the playoffs in the 2017 and game seven with 27 points. Uh, Big time no, he has high highs. And I think, yeah, contenders like Valley said are going to be looking at him. Without a doubt. And him. I just remember um, the game winner he hit in Charlotte. Yeah, I was gonna bring it up. Yeah, he hit that, and also leading up to that, I swear he hit like three threes in a row in, in the fourth quarter. He did he? And and the Hornets commentator was just going, yeah, wow, you know, no! in his mind, just like <laughs> Kelly. And then obviously ended with uh with that nice game, man. That was a nice win. Yeah, that was a really good game. He had a really good game, and then Casey sat him. It went into overtime, I think, and he had sat from like maybe three fourths through the fourth quarter to like the end of overtime when he came in to hit the game winner. And he was hot, and he stayed hot. So that was really cool. And and like Connie said, his highs are great, like the game winners, but his lows are low, like getting dunked on by John Collins. <laughs> so um, let's see, who else we got? Who wants to talk about one of Pistons community's favorite players, Corey Joseph? Kojo? <laughs> Kojo. You know, there's a lot of frustration with Corey Joseph because we did have guards that we wanted to see play a lot of minutes. Like, even though Killian Hayes wasn't a, you know, great NBA player last year, you know, I wanted to see him play minutes. I wanted Cade to play a lot of minutes. But Kojo, you know, he kept showing up. And, you know, he's not bad. He's a Spurs yeah. guy. He, he hit a high percentage of his threes last year. I don't have the numbers in front of me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he could really shoot. I, I'm not expecting a whole lot of minutes out of him this upcoming season, or at least I'm hoping he doesn't play a whole lot of minutes this upcoming season. But um, a guy that has stuck around Detroit for a couple years, took a little less money to stay around here last year. You know, he's a guy. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also any guys who came through, like, who learned, learned their basketball, who, who played in that, like, Greg Popovich you know, early 2010, mid 2010s, they're always solid basketball players. Um, yeah. Corey Jones is exactly that. Yeah, it's solid. Player. Yeah, NBA champion. You can't ask for much more than that, especially if he's willing to stick around on a team like this and he wants to be. He, I mean, we, we hate on him a lot, but he can't contribute. He, yeah, if he just takes, I'm hoping he just takes that third string point guard role, you know, yeah. filling if there's an injury. Um, but, you know, given his relationship with, with Mr. Casey, I, I, I could easily see him in the rotation day one. Yeah, 
But uh, speaking of third string value, let's talk about a couple of guys who could end up on the third string or off the roster entirely. Let's talk about Braxton Key and Saban Lee. Key and Lee. Uh, Lee, I think it's pretty, I think he's gone. Um, <laughs> underwhelming season. Just doesn't really look like he has the tools to be an NBA player. Every time he drives, he seems to just lose the ball. Um, saw him in a walking boot as well. Not a good thing to see for a his game is, I guess, his game is based off his athleticism. Yeah, I would. I don't know. Um, not a three point shooter, ridiculously horrible form. Um, <laughs> there was a time I really like, I, I was thinking saving Lee could turn out something for us, but I'm, I like him. Nice guy, obviously. I don't have a problem with him, but I am more than slightly concerned about his future just as an NBA player. Um, not just a fantastic European guy. Oh, yeah, he'll be crazy. Put him in China, he can put up 40 a game. He may get, like, two or three posters a game while he's out there, too. Yeah. Instead of missing he's all of the dunks. He's almost had a few posters, yeah. He almost, but he misses a lot of them. Uh, touch on Braxton Key while you're here. Key, I actually like a lot. Another guy I thought in Summer League I, I liked a lot. Um, tremendous defensive I, I um defensive upside, I feel like. Um, he played some decent games for us towards the end of last season, you know? Kind of surprised to see him come in last year, but I think he did well. I think he he's a, just a solid good defender. He'll get you some steals. He'll get you some blocks. Um, mm-hmm. not a good shooter. Not a good shooter at all. But, not right. Uh, he'll have a he'll have a role this year. He'll probably play 30, 40 games. I'd say. Yeah. And I, I'm not not against bringing him back at all. Well, big switchable wings, you know. Yeah. You can you can't can have too many of those. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. I mean, six eight. Pretty big, good defensively. You can't ask for much more than that. So we're coming down on the list here. Uh, Valley, you got two big guys left. Connie, you got one guy that is no longer on this team but played a pretty significant role for us during his two seasons with the Pistons. Why don't you talk to us about thank you, Jeremy Grant. Thank you, Jeremy Grant. You know, he chose to come here. Not a lot of dudes choose to come here. Always respect him for that. Um, you know, last season – or the season before, runner-up for most improved. This this last season, a slight dip in his efficiency and his counting numbers. I felt early on in the season he was definitely forcing things. Uh, there were some rough rough games there. Uh, he also went out a while with injuries and stuff like that, which did open up, like, like we talked about earlier, for Hamadou and some other guys on the roster. But what I really liked from him is when he came back, I thought he played much more within the flow of the offense and more like a uh, – I, I don't want to say a role player because he was still probably the best player on the team. Yeah. But yeah. less a of team. Uh, an, uh, yeah, a team player, less of an ISO ball stopper. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed him at that. He's – he's. I mean, he's a, he's a champion. He's a championship type player. You know, he can yeah. – he's a guy that can switch, I think, just about anything. I a freak athlete, long as hell can shoot, can create his own shot. Um, not the greatest playmaker for others. Definitely more of a play finisher. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had a solid season for us. It got us during, and I wish yeah. well in Portland. Yeah. yeah. I, you'll, never, you'll never see me say anything bad about Jeremy Grant. Um, you will see me say some bad things. <laughs> okay, maybe I might disrespect him a little bit, but him as a person – a uh, phenomenal person. When he came here, um, he did so much work in the community. Obviously, it's great that he came here. You know, he had his reasons for that, and that was fantastic. 
But um, he did a lot of work in the community, a lot of work for like the homeless people in the Detroit area. Even got his own mural up there, so that means he did something right, you know. Um, yeah. I wish him the best of luck, you know. He'll have to play second or third or maybe probably third fiddle in uh in Portland. But uh, yeah, I wish him the best of luck. Yeah, and you guys have brought up countless of times, you know, he's a nice guy, he's a nice guy, and you know that's really big, and that's one thing Troy Reaver has been preaching ever since he took over is we're looking for the character as much as we are the player and he's brought in some really good character guys and I think Troy Weaver actually let's do a Troy Weaver season review I think Troy Weaver has done a fantastic job I mean let's do a tenure review of making players just happy whether they're with the organization or leaving us you know he didn't he trade Derek Rose to um New York to the you know, Derek Rose wanted to go there. Yeah, and that was, was with Tom Thibodeau, and he did it. Stuff like um, that is like you get a good reputation around the NBA, and you get a better just view of who the Pistons are in Troy Weaver when you exactly. do that. Yeah, and you know, maybe Jeremy probably wanted to go to Portland. You know, Dame wanted him there. Uh, from all reports we've heard, That's so pretty, what yeah. Troy do, he he made it happen. So Troy is not only you know creating a reputation of he helps. I mean, he bought out Blake Griffin. He helped Griffin. Um, you know, continue his career, even if it was for like one and a half more seasons. But he, he helped him get there because he was just riding the pine with us anyway. So Troy, Troy's done a really great job. Um, yeah. So before we get on to the last couple of big guys, I want to I want to hear you guys' thoughts on someone I promised the fans we'd talk about. And he was a fan favorite during his time here. And so was his dad, which is kind of weird, but cool. Talk to us about Luca Garza. Who wants to take Luca Garza? Just like Saban Lee, going to be a beast overseas, man. I don't know if in the G League, he'll be a beast in the G League, but just same concerns coming into the NBA is the same thing now, just his defensive ability. Um, pretty good at offense, you know. He can shoot good, good in the post. Um, yeah, again, you know, nice guy. You really liked him. Good character. Worked really hard. So yeah. And I know right now he's probably working right now. He looks. He's posted a few summer videos, and it's just like, it's ridiculous the skill level you need to be in the NBA because like it's just yeah. dude hitting step back threes for like three minutes straight. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but great guy again, similar to Grant. Wish him nothing but the best, but I'm afraid his future might not lie in the National uh, Basketball Association. Last I saw on him, he was on the on the Portland. Yeah, yeah. Team. Is I, I'm not. I'm not sure if there's been an upgrade. I'm not sure if he got a two way or something. I I haven't heard. I, I don't. I'm not sure about that either. But um. So we've gone from the end of the bench. Let's talk about a couple of the guys that are on the top of the Pistons roster. Valley, you got both of them. Uh, give us – let's go Sadiq Bay, and then let's go everyone's favorite, Kate Cunningham. Yeah. Uh, Bay was really good. Um, I think he was just a solid option all year round. I think in the future he's going to be a good second, third, maybe, probably not a fourth option. But that second, third option I think is where he's really going to be. But – the two things for me for him is he's got to increase his consistency because he can obviously shoot. You know, we've seen it. We've seen the game winner against San Antonio, the 51 he had in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And also, he needs to improve defensively, you know, towards the bottom of the league in um, defensive win shares. He's not a great defender, but that's something I'm not that worried about. Um, he's obviously ridiculously strong. Um, oh, yeah. I'm looking for that to improve a little bit this season. Also just the consistency. But other than that, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Sadiq Bay's, um, just a great basketball player. Yeah. Connie, what do you got? Uh, 
Yeah, his so his like rookie season, he was playing with playing with Blake a lot, and he was yeah. um, definitely just kind of like a movement shooter. He was getting threes. He wasn't putting the ball on the floor. This last season, I thought there was a lot, uh, much more emphasis on him as a playmaker. Yeah, uh, like a creator. So um, he had a lot more of that mid-range post, like that high post game, some off the dribble stuff, and his efficiency definitely took a hit because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that also could have contributed to that. Uh, to like there was a drop in his defensive metrics from the rookie to sophomore season. And that could also be – we see that a lot with guys that take on bigger mm-hmm. offensive loads. Um, that's an excuse, though. Um, on this team, he will have some creating ability but or uh, role, but will, again, be more of a play finisher. And I – those Villanova guys, I thought the effort was there defensively. And I think – and he has the athleticism to do it. And I think if you have the effort and the athleticism – you're going to be a passable NBA defender. I don't know if he's not going to be all defense, but I don't think he's the sieve and the turnstile that the numbers make him out to be. I I agree. Agreed. And I, I just want to touch really quick that I, I am glad we he went through those growing pains. We tried to expand his game rather than make this guy just like, you know, become a shooter because we could have easily done that. Like his rookie year was it I, I think it was Boston he always goes crazy in Boston he went like yeah. seven from deep and he yeah ridiculous rookie game I'm glad we didn't just say all right you're a shooter do this shoot the ball I'm glad we look to expand it I don't know how much of it we'll see but we are going to see a bit of an in-between game you know and if he has mismatches I don't know where he's going to play because he could be starting at the three or the four, or the four yeah he could find himself on some smaller threes and easily just bully those guys um we saw him do that because he's obviously so strong um yep. But I'm glad we did that. Uh, yeah, I think I'm hoping that was a bit of like a that def- those defensive numbers are a bit of just just a natural occurrence that happens with the higher offensive uh, responsibility. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just something to keep an eye out for next season. But yeah, love Sadiq Bay. That's for sure. And like you guys said, without um, we're not sure how many more uh, times he's going to have the ball in his hands now that we have guys that we actually want to have the ball in their hands, like Cade, like Ivy now, and Killian. And of course, Kirk Joseph will be in there somewhere. But Sadiq, I'm really glad he's um, I'm really glad he's expanded his game. Um, so uh, one let's more go thing. to yeah. Uh, my last thing on Sadiq is that he is a hell of a rebounder. Yeah, solid rebounds. Where uh, that Hornets game too, where uh, Kelly had the game winner. There was a couple Spurs games. He gets after it on the offensive glass, and he keeps possessions alive. He kept the Pistons in some games like that. Yeah, he get up there because he is he is that strong body, and he yeah, can, he can I was, move, get to his spot when he when he does focus on boxing out. I've noticed a few times he's good. At, I mean, obviously he's good at boxing out, but he's a, he's a strong man. You know, I think that helps yeah. with rebounding. Yeah, that's the big thing. I got the big question for you guys: Does he start the season with the headband or no headband? I say no headband, you know, can't be superstitious. I say uh, headband. That was, <laughs> geez, all right, well, I can't make the rest of so I'm just going to – I'll say – I'm not going to say anything. But let's uh, finish up the first segment of this podcast. If you guys are still listening, thank you so much. Uh, let's talk about Cade freaking Cunningham. Valley, what do you got? You said it. Cade freaking Cunningham. This is the guy. I, I can't say enough that, like, we, we – you could not have have gotten a better guy to build your franchise around. He's just sensational year. He filled pretty much every exception. I mean, uh, expectation that I had. 
Yeah. Um, 41% from the field, 31 from deep. Um, that obviously was affected when he was coming off that ankle injury at the start. He was shooting it abysmally. But 31, 31% on 5.7 attempts a game. I like that. I want to see him shoot around six a game. But just want to see, you know, your usual jumps from a second-year guy for him, just some slight increase in percentages. And I want to see some turnover reduction. There were a few games he had way too many turnovers. Mm-hmm. But that's something I'm just – I'm not worried about. He seems to be such a student of the game and just so eager and hungry to just bring winning back to Detroit that I I just – I least worried I've ever been about an NBA career. I think he's going to be great. For sure. Connie, what do you got? Yeah, I think he was what oh for his first fourteen NBA, <laughs> and then he hit the the logo the three. half court one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were there were some times throughout where he got where he had some very hot streaks, and again, not just that oh for fourteen, he had some bad streaks from three as well. Um, his jump shooting from the outside didn't blow me away, but his jumper all around gives me hope for that, especially those hot times. Like he, the man can shoot. Mm-hmm. And he's got that crafty sort of mid-range jumper that is – this is going to sound almost blasphemous, but Chris Paul-esque. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. When he, he comes off that screen very well. Yeah, and he shoots. Does. There was that one where he was playing against the Suns, playing against Chris Paul, and he came up, had DeAndre Ayton on him, faked up, oh, faked yeah. sideways, yep. and pulled it up. DeAndre was looking the other direction. Is a crazy three. Uh, one thing I do really want to see him improve along with that three-pointer is he fouled a lot mm-hmm. yeah, more than he needed to. I thought for a player that is as smart and cerebral as him, cerebral as him, he had some stupid fouls, just some yeah. dumb pitches, some unnecessary <laughs> Um, But that – He's a 19-year-old, you know. Yeah. He's, yeah. Him, he's, again, a character guy by all, by all uh, signs of it, I think – will definitely improve yeah and you know I, going back to the Sadiq thing when you said he was a tremendous rebounder I forgot to throw in there Hamadou Diallo can get some boards too yeah and while we're on Cade Cade's a great rebounder as well while we're on the subject you know yeah and we I, I'm excited do a lot of things exactly yeah. yeah and I'm excited for this team uh I, I'm I'm really hoping that three-point shot comes along he did go into the um, inside the arc when that three-point shot wasn't working, which is really good. And like you guys talked about and how he had some really dumb fouls, Isaiah Stewart needs to clean up his fouls too because he was a difference maker when he was on the floor. And, and then, when he came out, the team just fell apart. Same. I think it's just a common thing with our squad. Maybe it's just being young. Killian Hayes, I swear, every game he played in, he's getting – I feel like he gets a bunch of dumb fouls called. Yeah, they're stupid. Just... They're, they're reaching in, knick-knack fouls. I think just it's just some young guy mistakes. But I agree with Stu. Yeah. Those... Another thing about Cade, the, the touch around the rim. It's elite. Both yeah. hands, floaters, hook shots, up – like every move that in the bag. In the yeah. Bag. And, and what I love the most about him is he's like – he's built for that moment. He wants the ball at the end of the game. Exactly, and, and he can use that. the left hand at the end of the game. Exactly, and, and not yeah. crazy flashes. There's these dinkers and dumpers. He just kind of tosses it up, and it's it's the touch is fantastic with both hands. Yeah, and, and he, uh, that's what I think makes him so deadly too with that side to side crossover. That mm-hmm. when Cade was really cooking and was really feeling comfortable, he'd size his guy up, and he'd just get that side to side crossover. And it's nothing crazy about it, but it's so dangerous because in either hand, he's just as effective at blasting by his guy. So they have to defend both the same. And, you know, 
the sky's the limit. Literally, the sky is the absolute limit. He Absolutely, is yeah. the cornerstone for this franchise. And, yeah. I think I, I honestly, not beyond my wild expectation that he's in the all-star conversation this upcoming season. I, I, yeah, I could see it. I honestly could see it. But my favorite moment real quick from Cade this season was against Utah, um, where he just t- he just caught fire. We were down big that game, I think 20-something. And then we come back and win, and it's third quarter. Cade's just cooking. He's taking step-back threes. He's killing it from yeah. the arc. And that was just prime Cade. That was just like, that's what I know I'm going to get from him. That's why I'm not worried about his three-point shot, because I've seen this guy. Cook. He did it in Brooklyn too. Yeah, in he Brooklyn, right? yeah, he had thirty-four, and Kevin Durant praised him for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really loved him. Um, quick honorable mention for that dunk on DeAndre Ayton yeah. as well, and Corey Kispert. Speaking on this, real quick, you guys have a favorite moment from the past season? That's what I was thinking. I was thinking that either yeah. dunk on Corey Kispert. Or Ayton. And mine was definitely that last like minute, minute and a half of the Cleveland game. If you guys remember that, Cade had a cup, a number of big yeah. shots. The step back, the two steps. The step back. Was it like, the bounce pass to that game? Yeah. And I was at the game. I, I moved to like the fourth row from the nosebleeds. It was <laughs> great view. <laughs> that was the game where I'm like, oh, yeah. He's a guy. Yeah. yeah. And defensively, that game, he was fantastic. I don't know. Another highlight that's underrated, and I don't—I mean, it's not underrated, but it's not talked about as much when you think about Cade highlights. Is when he got Nikola Jokic stumbling. That was great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think Cade's gonna. I mean, and I, I like that cross up because he didn't push. You see a lot of these guys. Yeah, you see him with a little chicken wing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he he legit pulled back and got Nikola stumbled. Um, my favorite moment. I mean. That's tough. Um, I think my favorite moment may have to be the – I think it was the beginning of the year, like January. It was like the first two or three games of the year. We took out the Spurs, and then we beat, I think, the the Bucks in like back-to-back games. Oh, yeah, that was was right before our team depleted with COVID. Yeah. No, no, Spurs was a depleted team, and then we came back a little bit. Yeah. That was exactly. the game winner from Sadiq against the yeah 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 yeah. No, and yeah. We came out the next day and we beat um, Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, I remember Kate had a really nice nice size up three on Giannis that game as well. We were watching that on terrible internet. Yeah, Watched it though. Yeah, I mean, I I put a post up on I think Bleacher Report of like the top eight seeds in the East. The Pistons beat six. We- we beat some good teams this year. And I we think did. that comes down to Cade just being not afraid of anybody. This whole yeah. team is not afraid of people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're they're really, they are the young. The greatest player of all time around the floor. We yeah. wish you. I mean, it's, it's a great team. And like you guys said, they're not afraid of anybody. And, you know, and I think that attitude is going to serve us well going forward. And, you know, I think we draft guys that are going to have that mindset too. I mean, you look at, Jaden Ivey, you look at Jalen Duran, you know, it doesn't look like they're going to be afraid of Giannis. Like, no, I mean, no. Duran's going to look at Giannis and be like, all right, let me try to jump over Giannis. And how, much does, uh, how much does Stu, Stu's history of, of roughhousing with people and getting into with people, I think, freeze them? Like, we've seen him, you know, obviously go at AD, but even as a rookie, when he first came on, his first preseason game, he got ejected within like three minutes. 
Like I that, think he went so, at it with Giannis, didn't he? And yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna get to that. He's, Giannis, he's been at it with Giannis. He's Blake. been at it with like these guys. Yeah. And then you see, Blake. like, not afraid to take these guys on one on one. I think it just makes the team as a whole. So I mean, obviously they're so young, but so confident and so eager, you know, and just think, not afraid yeah. of anything. Teams need that lightning rod. Exactly. That, that, need that. that. Yeah. And he is that guy because we have guys like Kate. Kate is stone face. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna show you one other. Need that light to run. He is, and I, I think this team is going to be exciting going forward. Um, well, thank you guys for sticking around this far. If you're still here, we really appreciate it. That was our 2021-2022 season review for most of the players that touched on this squad. We did not touch on Jamarco Pickett or Carson Edwards or any of the uh, COVID input guys, but I don't think we all really want to talk about them anyway. But for the next segment, we got a little game for you guys. So stick around. We're going to play 10 questions. And can you guess which Pistons we're talking about? That's coming up next. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Uh, thank you for listening to our season review. Uh, we now got a little game for you guys. Uh, the game is basically it's 10 questions. We're going to uh, one one of us is going to have a player in mind and the other two of us are going to ask 10 questions to try to figure out who that player is. So the person who's uh, volunteered to go first is Valley. So Connie and I will be trying to guess what player Valley is thinking of. And so we know Valley's not cheating. He says he's written it down. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. All right. Connie, you want to ask the first question? Yeah. Uh, was he oh, and the one stipulation is that player had to have played for the Pistons during our lifetime. So that way it's not like, you know, some totally ridiculously hard bench warmer on the 89 team that two of us aren't going to know. So, all right, here we go. Connie, first question. Go. All right. Was he a starter? Yes. Oh, all right. Um, was his jersey number single digits? Um. I want to say yes. Let me let me, let me double. Check. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want to mislead you guys. All right. All right. Yeah, single digits. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, was he white man? No. <laughs> That's three. Um. Does his last name start with a J? No. Does <laughs> Jackson's out the way? <laughs> all right. Uh, is your forward? Uh, no. Five. It was a five? No, that's five questions. I, oh, okay. I, that's not, not the position. I thought you, I thought you leaked something. No, no, I uh, was he a guard? Yeah. Okay. Um, did he play for Stan Van? Yeah, he played for Stan Van. Oh, I think I know who it is. Um, I gotta. I don't know how to ask this question. Um, let's see. Did <laughs> all right? It's kind of a repeat question, but I think it'll give me the answer if it's right. Did he steal a number from one of our Hall of Fame players? No. Ah, oh, dang. Wait, who 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 would that have been? Um, Rodney Stuckey. Uh, um, 
Did he ever commit a felony in the state of California and was only allowed to play home games? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Connie, you know who it is. Give is it to Contavious Caldwell Pope. It is. I thought that was sneaky. We've had a few shooting guards in our days. I thought I thought I might be able to squeeze that one in. I thought you were gonna go with either Brandon Jennings or um, Rodney Stuckey, but I was wrong. <laughs> one All of right. the would have been smart too. Yeah. yeah. So nine guesses. That was good. All right. That was good. All right, Connie. You got a player? I do have a player. All right. Valley, give him the first question. Ooh, me? Um, all right. Yeah. Did did they play for Stan Van Gundy? Yes. Was he a starter? No. Ooh. Was he consistently in the rotation? <laughs> no. Oh God. Oh, I think <laughs> yeah. you're too. All right, I'll, slight hint, you know who he is. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, you go ahead and ask your question and get the chance. Was his number a single digit number? Uh, <laughs> there's no way. No. <laughs> All right. Um, were they good three point shooter? Yes. Hmm. Did is that five? That's five. Yeah. Val, you got another one. I don't have a question. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, are they are they six eight or above? No. Oh, less than six eight. Less than six eight. Good bench. Um. Does his name start with an A? Terrible questions, though. No. <laughs> um, was he a guard? Um, sort of. Like a three-two. Yeah. Off the bench, not in the road. He was. Uh, a Wait, he was a shooter. You said. Yeah. All right. Was their hair <laughs> relatively long? No. Ah, wow. One more question. One more question. All right, Val, I'm leaving it up to you because I was in Arizona for these seasons. So I may have missed a couple of guys. You guys both know who this is. I, was, <laughs> I thought you were like being doing a meme at first, and I, I thought it was almost for sure Luigi to tell me. But he had a nice he had a nice man bun, so it couldn't have been. I know who it is. You are you are both familiar with this player. Yeah. Um I'm sure. When when you say I, it, I'm gonna be so mad. Did they play in the playoffs for us? Um not for us. Okay. <laughs> so he did not play in that twenty sixteen team. You're out of questions. So yeah. <laughs> at least he didn't play in the playoffs. So player. can we can we each get a go at the final guess here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you you go first, Valley. Double digit number, right? Yeah. If you if you have an idea, may go ahead. Um. I don't know if my guest played for Stan Van Gundy. What? Throw it out there. When did Stanman take over? 14, 15? 
I may have put you guys down the wrong path if you started in 15. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Oh, man, what is it? Did not play for Stan Van Gundy. Oh, he played for uh, Stan Van right, Hold on, we, we get three new questions. Three new <laughs> wait, wait. I'll give you two more guesses. It was pre-Stan Van. We get one more question because you lied to us on the. No, you get, I get two more. Two more. Two more. Okay. 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 Um, pre-stand man. Pre-stand. Orange man. Frank, Mo Cheeks. Are you Ooh. looking at a poster? No, no, no. I'm looking out. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm lost in, I'm lost in thought. Okay. Okay. So he was. Um, oh no, he's a three-two. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a guess. Yeah. Kyle Singler. No. Oh. That came to my mind. I didn't even think twice about it. All rookie second team, Kyle Singler. Um, Jonas Jerebko. You want to ask some questions? He's a, no, he was a three-two. Yeah. That one back because I said three-two. Oh, you did say three-two. God, I can't remember. Oh, dude. Double Can, did, I did I have a conversation about a player, but it not count as a guess? <laughs> Um, I'm stumped. No, his name doesn't. I'm stumped too. Pre Stan Van Gundy, he was a three-two. Very important. He played in the playoffs, but not with us. Tracy McGrady. No. (laughs) Didn't he end? Didn't he end? He said at the double-digit number. Tracy was a one. That's right. Obviously, yeah. Uh, I mean that ruled out Allen Iverson too. <laughs> Me too. The T Mac is kind of like a two. All right. All right. Give us a hint. He's got a ring. He's got what? He's, He's got, got a, a ring. ring. He's got a ring. He's a three-two for us. I I don't know. I I honestly I don't know. I'm stumped. Hold on. No, <laughs> think about it. About he had to have won a title with the. With the Warriors or the Cavaliers, I think. Was his title before or after his North? These are too many questions, guys. I'm just gonna give it to you because you're not you're not there. We're not Blair. Not Who Chris was it? Chris Middleton. Oh, Played for Lawrence Frank. He played for Lawrence Frank. Oh man, I'm so. That's nice. good. Yeah, that's a good one. Honestly, that was a good one. That was a good one. All right, hold on. Give me a – you got another player, Valley? That's your uh, turn. You... Come on. No, I know. I can't think of one, so I'm just going to turn it. <laughs> you can uh, just roster. All right. Um, hey, buddy. Let's see. Who do we want to go? Let's uh... – Man, Chris Middleton. Okay, I got a guy. I, I... – no, you guys may not get this one. That's not fair. I won't do it. Um – Okay, I, I got one. I got one. It'll be easy. I got one. All right. All right. Who wants to ask the first question? Was he a starter? Kinda. Oh, starter. All right. Did he play for Dwayne? Yes. So, 2018 beyond. Is he a white man? No. My go to question. <laughs> I feel like I can't ask that question. <laughs> That's three questions. 
You're going to get it in less than 10. If you guys don't get it in less than 10, I'm going to be shocked. Kitty is kind of a starter. Yeah. Um, were they a guard? Yeah. I might not. <laughs> I think you already know. Is it Kojo? No. Killian? Yeah. <laughs> Figured, yeah, the part-time stutter got me. I was easy. I went easy. You guys want to do another one? That was a quick one. Yeah, I, I, I'll do a difficult one. I went too easy. I want, I want revenge. Oh, oh okay. Last round. So I'm, I'm using my backup player I had, so I am ready. All right. Starter? No. Guard? No. Forward? Um... Yeah, I think I mean four or five, I would say, but I, I think so. I think he's listening. Uh, Stanban, yeah, Stanban. I'm, yeah, I have it. You think he was listed as a forward? Uh, I think I have a guess. Um, double digit number. Um, let me look it up. <laughs> That's how I remember players. I remember their jersey numbers most of the time. Really? I, I don't know jersey yeah, numbers. Yeah, I'm not that good with them. Um, the answer to that is no. Single digits. Single digit. That is question five. Was he in the rotation? Uh, uh, I don't know if he ever fully established himself. Maybe he had a few stints, but I don't think he ever established himself. Damn. Did he wear a headband? No. Seven questions. Um, I thought you were going Charlie Bill and a waiver. <laughs> nah. <laughs> huh? Was he a shooter? Yeah, I'd say one of his strengths was shooting. That means from three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, he wasn't in the rotation. He played for Stan Van. He's a single-digit number. Connie, did you ask your favorite question? Oh, yeah. He's. Did I ask if he was white? Yeah. I no, not, not this time he no. didn't. He didn't. Oh well. The answer is yes, and that's question number nine. So you got one more guess. No, that's big. Oh, I, one I more think, guess before. I think you I know. Your final guess. Okay. Um. I got oh one more question. If yeah, if you want to go ahead, I'm gonna try to narrow it down a little more for you guys. Um. I don't know how to narrow this down anymore. Uh, was he a first-round draft pick? Yes. All right. Any ideas? I think I have one. Connie, you got one? Um, yeah. All right, you go first. <laughs> Ersan Ilyasova. I mean, you got a guess? Henry Ellenson. 
Amit is right. Yeah. <laughs> Henry Allenson. Surprised to find out he is only 25. Really? <laughs> yeah, he plays in um Club Juventud Badalona. He plays in Spain now. His summer league highlights were crazy. Yes. I thought he was the next Dirk. He was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at his numbers now. Man, he was terrible. Hooey. Well, that was okay. I, I got one. I got yeah. one. You guys may get it, but I just want to roll with it, see how far it would go. All right, shoot. Starter. At times. Okay. Um. Stan Van Gundy, did he play in the room? I believe so. Did he play post Stan Van Gundy? Yeah. Uh, guard? No. Forward? Yes. Are they white? No. It's a good question. It's a really good question. <laughs> if you put it, then it narrows it down. So, yeah. So hard. <laughs> um... He's a forward, right? You said yes to that? Yeah. Well, actually, no. I didn't say he was a forward. You never asked. That's right. I did ask. I mean, I can count that. <laughs> I asked if he was a forward. Oh, yeah, yeah. Connie asked. No, you asked if he was a guard. That was me. He was a forward. Oh, okay. I, then I must have said yes. Then, then yeah. Then you're still at five. <laughs> Um, did he did he play? Sorry, is it my turn or yours? It doesn't matter. Um, did he play pre Stan Van? No, no. So okay. That narrowed it down big time. <laughs> um. Is he a shooter? Mm, no. Oh, okay. Seven. That okay. Hmm. That changes things for me. Stand that Um. Did they average double digit points per game? I don't believe so. How many questions is that? That's eight. Did he play in the playoffs for us? 2016? No. Could he play for Stan Van and Casey? Yes. That's 10. Wait, hold on. No, that was a clarifying <laughs> question. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it was. Because those were questions that we had asked before. That's true. That's true. All right. That's nine. That's nine. That's true. You're right. My bad. We played for Stan Van and Casey, but didn't see the playoffs. What? So he, okay. This is not me asking a question. This is me <laughs> with Valley. So he was not here for 2016, and he was not there for what, 20? 
19? Yeah, you can't shoot. At first, I was thinking Moose, but that doesn't make any sense. And then I was thinking Seiku, but that doesn't make much sense. Uh, Forward who couldn't shoot. Stan Van and Casey. Didn't see the playoffs. Wow. What was Casey's – what was his first team? That was we were trying to win. 1819. Rose, Kennard, Griffin. Not on the first team. Was he not? That was second year? Yeah, I think that was the second year. Oh, yeah. So we had Reggie. I think he was on that team, though. He was? Okay. Okay, but what was that first team? We got swept. I I think I screwed it up, so I'm going to give you guys a pretty big hit. You already said his name. Seiku? Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Did he even? He might have not played honestly in the playoffs. I don't know if he was. I don't think he played. I don't think he played in the playoffs. I didn't really consider him a shooter. No, no not. Yeah, no. no, that, that that's that's not that's yeah, not. I'm a shooter. No. Can't get mad at you for that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he played for Stan Van. He did not. Play Stan Van drafted him, didn't he? No, he was drafted 2019. Weaver didn't draft him. Oh, Stefanski. No, <laughs> right. Forgot about Stefanski. Damn. All right. I just got exposed. That's fine though. You know it is. <laughs> yeah, you guys got another one or you want to cut it? Uh, if, uh, I think it's a good amount. I don't think it's gotta be too long of a segment. Just a little fun. All right. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode of the Buff Sound Podcast. We really appreciate it if you made it made it this far into the episode. Uh, Connie, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to having you on when we do our season preview episode. We will drop that episode when the schedule drops. But until next time, Valley, Connie, you got anything else to add? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, had a great time. Good, good episode, fellas. I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, thank you guys again, and uh, make sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or your web browser if you choose so. And let us know on social media at Buffs on Podcast if you think we should add a YouTube channel. Uh, If not, then we won't do it. But until next time, throw the Buffs on Detroit. The future is bright. Thank you guys so much for listening to our first official episode of the Buffs on Podcast. We had a blast recording it. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We really appreciate all the support that we have gotten to this point, so thank you, and we can't wait to bring you guys more Pistons content in the future. Until we do release our next episode, though, head over to our Instagram page at Buffs on Podcast and give us a follow and interact with us there. Ask us any questions you may have. Let us know some topics you guys want to talk about because we are all about the fans. Whatever you guys want to talk about, we'll talk about. But until we do release that next episode, head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, give us a follow, leave us a review, let us know what you guys think about this podcast, and we can't wait to talk to you guys very soon. Until we do release that next episode, though, throw the buffs on, Detroit. The future is bright. Transition and I'm on a mission I should have scored it but I didn't get the offense mixing